and going, wow, I love that globe that's made of bronze, but they want $60 for it. And yeah. I can make that out of $2. And he's thrifty so, with it. Yeah. Definitely thrifty. He's like, I'm not spending much money on this Why? and I am not going to Hobby Lobby. Right. <laughs> I will spend money on things like <laughs> shoes. But yes, this episode is not sponsored by Hobby Lobby. Hey dolls, welcome to The Gaily Dose, a family of queer people who have fun, elevated conversation to build a deeper sense of community in our LGBTQ world. Check us out at thegailydose.com or at the Gaily Dose Pod on all social media. Girl, you better come get your Gaily Dose. Hey dolls, welcome to The Gaily Dose. This is Helmut Lucero Domogolski. I am Jake Jones, happy to be back. As always, dolls, this episode is sponsored by AHF. They are here to address any of your gay healthcare needs, regardless of your ability to pay. Find them at ahf.org. That's right, Jake. And we are so excited because this is our second in a series for Gay Pride. It is um, a celebration of a dose of pride creativity. And dolls, it is our month. And with the creativity and the pride, we are so excited to welcome in our guest for today, Jamie Miles, the official... The crafty DIY guy on YouTube and all social media, is that correct? Yes. Oh, love and light. Yes. He is your DIY expert and he is here to join us today. Yes, and a part of our Atlanta tapestry yet Absolutely. again. So excited. Oh, girl, turn that down. Queer and Events is on. Hey, dolls. Uh, we are here for Queerant Events. Queerant Events is brought to you by Joining Hearts. Joining Hearts is a great organization to fight for, so stand for, hearts. right, our, um, our family here in Atlanta fighting for HIV AIDS. Um, check them out at joininghearts.org. And they have their big swim party coming up in pool July. So some check would say a, it Some out. would say a pool party. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I'm going to break out the bathing suit. Exactly. Oh, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to highlight up front, we've got, I want to make sure I say her name right, Corrine Jean-Pierre. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And she is has recently been named, actually she was re- this is May that she was announced um, as the press uh, White House press secretary. Mm-hmm. First um, LGBTQ person, um, also a woman of color, first black woman. Um, so you've got like several items coming at you ding, to ding, bring ding, you ding, 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 ding. to the American oh, public, no. the news from the White House. What is, it's, it's so important. What a role that is speaking on behalf of the president, but addressing the nation so much and so often. It is a role that takes deep integrity, insane composure. Um, and she will be bringing us the most important information on behalf of our nation. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very important role. Yeah. And we want her there. Yeah, we do. And it's, and it's great because it's like, Hey, here's this other vassal in which honestly at the national level, we're seeing so much support for whether it was trans legislation with a passport, whether it's been, um, the support for various, uh, people being visible. This is just another step mm-hmm. uh, at the national level, at least, when states may not be showing us uh, the best things. Someone yeah. is showing us progress. Yeah. Well, speaking of our government, uh, you guys may remember that it was leaked that Roe v. Wade may be overturned by the Supreme Court. It may be, yes. Maybe. And it, by the time you see this, Dolls, maybe it will have been. Um, this is very upsetting to me for many reasons, but it should be upsetting to more people than it is because it takes two people to make a baby 
It takes two people to impregnate one another. And men have been held zero responsibility for this issue. And it looks like it may happen again. So um, the big fear I have is that just before the Dark Ages, there was the Age of Enlightenment. You know, where um, all these great scientists and were exploring the stars. And then people who were afraid of change started imprisoning these people, just like they're wanting to imprison doctors for treating their young patients. So right now, everybody, we're all in a deep load of shit because they've been working on this for a long time to reverse all these advantages and or just common human rights that we felt like we've, we've had, we've got. So at risk is having relationships with the same sex, mm-hmm. being caught in a place where you're dancing with the same sex. It wasn't that long ago, you know, and mm-hmm. on any, and on and yeah, on. Any so, progression that we've made is that question and could be in jeopardy. Absolutely. And, and what has really held us back in changing things is that um, that darn, uh, what's it, the, the filibuster. Mm-hmm. The filibuster. All they have to do is go, oh, you know what? I'm going to object to that bill. And it sits nowhere and goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. And that and has been does. a bane of the government's mm-hmm. existence forever. It has. I was, and I was going to say, you know, I, I would say, don't be surprised if something does happen, if it has happened. I'm actually, I'm not, dry, I'm not a negative person in general. I'm actually usually pretty darn positive. That's true. Um, but in this area, I would say expect for that conservative view to be taken on the, on the, on the, the reading of it um, and that everything will move to states. Um, you see people already moving to certain states that want to be in sort of these you know, different ways of being. Um, and it's going to be a fight at the state level, which basically means get engaged in your local representation, yeah. your state representation. This is a really, really important thing regardless already. But like if the pandemic has taught us anything, it's that um, we do have some bifurcated views in this country. And at the end of the day, it's also a patience game. I'm a little worried that people are going to like lose the patience game, but we will succeed. It may be that it will be a harder road than we thought. And just don't give up. You know, speaking of patience, we've been really progressive with the level of conversation we've had around pronouns yes. and people talking yeah, about yeah. how much patience you want to allow for this transition in our culture, especially in the U.S., about addressing each other by new pronouns or changing pronouns. And more recently, famous R&B artist Kalani was on the Morning Hustle show where she was addressed mm. by both she, her, and they and them all within the same intro. And it seemed to upset her because she has more recently stated that she does prefer the they, them pronoun. So when this happened, she really froze in the interview and became kind of dismantled with her energy. And I think the conversation that we want to continue to have here on The Gaily Dose is allowing that graciousness of patience when we're bringing up the conversation of addressing new pronouns. This wasn't new information. And what's kind of notable about that interview in general is the hosts of this interview segment are really awesome and they bring a high energy and you can tell they strive for positivity. Mm -hmm. So really for me, in my opinion, it was really a... The credibility of Kalani to communicate that she is, they are new to these pronouns and they want to go by they, them from now on. And I think that conversation could have very much been had versus a full shutdown. I want to sit here and influence people. This will be a hard check if you want to go by new pronouns. 
but allowing yeah. that graciousness and that patience is how we get there. And that's how we've gotten there with any progressive movement. Oh, sure. I mean, if I want to be known as Bill or Susie or whatever name I choose to be called, people should have the respect of me to, to say it to me. But being a trans woman, if someone misgenders me, I don't get mad, especially if they're trying genuinely to mm -hmm. do the right thing. And those are teaching moments. Those are opportunities for us to learn. I even struggle with the English portions of they, them. When addressing talking, somebody. When addressing someone. And, um, and it's, it's hard. I'm starting to get it, but it's not easy. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to be put in a compromising position where I say something that upsets someone. I would never want that. Yeah, it's definitely hard. I mean, it's hard in so many ways because some of it's like, what you assume in identification, right? And you kind of go out. I don't say, I do. I, I default to a he or she, right? As you're out there um, conversing. And it just asks us to now start going, wait, maybe that's not your default. Maybe that's not your de facto. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it's hard for people who aren't used to it, but change is always challenging, right? So what is more important in my mind is, is I played with sort of whether I'm a they or a he, if I chose to transition to they and truly try to drop those elements to myself, it's on me to communicate that to others mm -hmm. as well, right? We're not in the time in which it's assumed that I'm a they. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're just gonna all have to be patient with each other through this and accept that this is part of uh, identification. Absolutely. Well, and there's a great quote uh, in Schitt's Creek. And you know the one I'm about to say. No, I don't. I don't. just, I was not expecting you to say Schitt's Creek. Um, where the son says, you know, I really don't care about the label. I just care about the taste of the wine. Yes. Yeah. I actually didn't know that quote. And it's yeah. beautiful. Mm -hmm. And really, we're all so different and so fluid in so many ways. And who knows what will happen to us in the future where we may, might become an amalgam of all kinds of different things. Yeah. But it really doesn't matter. It's who the person is inside. It is true. And I think it's a reason why it's so good to celebrate Pride. It is a very unique time. And we are excited to share with you more news next time. We know it took some time, but we got your human heart on. Hey dolls, we are so excited for human heart on. This week we are talking about Golda Rochevelle. Golda is, uh, if you have watched Bridgerton, she is Queen Charlotte. A Netflix and hit. she is, oh, it is a great hit. And I am, I am so silly because it's like old school and it's like, it was kind of raunchy sexy the first one, a little bit more so than the second, but very much like find your like true love match, beautiful little storylines. And Golda is an out lesbian on the show. Mm -hmm. um, and she recently was sharing about how she kind of went through a whole process of like coming out as an actress. Yeah. Actually, she recently shared the story of another uh, lesbian director, I think, um, telling her not to come out because it would impact her. Yeah. And she, that happened in the past years ago, she said. And, you know, the industry has changed a lot over the years. But now I think we are in the place where the industry is really moving forward. And being out in your sexuality as an actor is not public defamation anymore. You are not ruining your career. Another cast member on Bridgerton as well, Jonathan Bailey, he is out. He is a stud also. He is so cute. So like, Jonathan, yeah. what's up? <laughs> 
Um, but these are good reflections of people and actors in the industry, any profession in the industry. I think they're finding a lot of confidence that if they're out with their sexuality, they are not worried about their career going in the tank whatsoever, which is awesome. It is. And that's such a, it's such a great show. I love how they have featured people of color mm-hmm. specifically in the show as well. I'm so excited to see them feature an actual LGBTQ character eventually. I'm hoping that for season three. But we just wanted to do a shout out to Golda. Thank you for representing. Thank you for being a beautiful part of the tapestry of us. Let's zoom into that doll and double click. Hey dolls. So this week I am so excited to talk about pride. Like feeling proud. Um, And specifically what a special calling it is to be a member of the queer community. Um, You know, there's a lot of things about being queer that are so beautiful. Number one, it's the best time in history to be queer if you are. Um, Number two, we are so far in terms of how much we've progressed into the fabric of what is considered absolutely normal um, in society. And we should be very, very happy about that. I also want to speak a little bit to just being proud of who you are specifically, your own accomplishments, your own fights that you've battled and the things that you've overcome in your walk and in your journey. Um, You may have been faced with more than your usual or fair share. Each of us has in some way been challenged with a lot of things that come up just in life, but some that come out of specifically being queer. And so this is the time to reflect Reflect on those things that you've done, the accomplishments you've made. Um, And you know what? None of us are perfect. Some of us are still working through. We're still trusting the process. We're still moving forward, trying to achieve what's best for ourselves. But if you look at us overall as a collective, this is the best time to have been born gay. And this will hopefully continue to be, if we continue to manifest what is good for us in the future. So use this time to reflect on the things you can be proud of in your own life, proud of for our people, and proud of for our future. Have you heard of AHF? AHF is a global nonprofit that provides cutting edge medicine and advocacy to people everywhere. Regardless of your socioeconomic standing, they provide services that help our communities, such as free STD testing. With your support, 96 cents of every dollar earned at their pharmacy goes towards helping HIV and AIDS medical services everywhere. If you want to find out more, go to ahf.org or hivcare.org today. A dose of pride creativity with the crafty DIY guy. Hey dolls, so as we've discussed, uh, this is Pride, and we are going to talk today about creativity, which is one aspect of really something special that the queer community has often brought to society. And so I thought we'd start off, Jamie, by just asking you, what is it that got you into crafting that that creative gene that we often talk about in the community? I know for me, when I first came out, I came out in a very small beachside town, and the town didn't really have a bear crowd per se. It was just kind of your twinks or your drag queens. And I ended up kind of falling with the drag queen side of things and started actually doing some performing. Um, I was Suzanne Sugar Shaker for quite a little while. And, um, you know, it was fun. It was creative. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it wasn't 
for me per se. I think that's kind of where I got the acting bug, if anything, and then it kind of progressed into other things in my life. But that is definitely my first creative moment from uh, I can remember as a young gay. Wow. <laughs> it almost sounds like you found your creativity when you didn't find a home anywhere else. Absolutely. You were like, I'm not Absolutely. one with the sun-kissed twinks. And then you were like, well, I'm not necessarily one with the drag queens, even though I let that road shine a little bit. You were like, I've got another creative source in me. And you started with DIY. I did. How did, I did. that even start? The, the DIY part of it actually came much later in life. It probably came about three or four years ago. I went from a very small condo. I lived in a just a little one-bedroom condo in the city. And then I ended up buying a house. And I bought a house that was four bedrooms and much larger than I had before. I didn't have the finances to just start buying furniture. So I, I started making stuff. And uh, my house was built in the 40s. It was built in 1945. Oh, and uh, it had a you. lot of great charm. I started in the kitchen with a very large project, remodeled that, did that, um, worked on some things inside the house, and then uh, changed the exterior of my house by taking down old awnings, building a oh, pergola. So this, I'm sorry, this and is just, far beyond DIY. It's you. You did a full remodel of your DIY, kitchen. DIY, I did. Yes. Oh my god! But you're doing it on camera. I did. Uh, that was actually before the okay. DIY guy. Okay. And uh, I started making He's like some, some just boy. miscellaneous decor and paintings and things. And that's when friends and colleagues and things were like, "You should have a YouTube channel. You should be Absolutely. doing this. Why? How did you make this?" And that's kind of how the crafty DIY guy started. I love that. I love that people <laughs> kind of were like, "You need to channel this." because I also need to click onto your channel and I want to make this for myself right. and I don't want to waste your damn time. <laughs> but you built a channel and you built a loyal following. Have, it sounds yeah. like you have quite a big audience and people can go there to be able to build kind of like, and we're going to show you a little later in the episode, but like these gorgeous decorative knickknacks that you can carry around your house. I don't know if you're teaching people how to remodel your kitchen though, right? That's a little... Not that part. I did. <laughs> there is the video though of me on camera with my, my bestie Les and, and uh, we took down all the metal awnings on the outside of the house. That whole process is there. The building of the pergola, all of that is there yeah. on YouTube. That was probably my first really great bigger video. Yeah, but, these big boy DIYs. I have to yes. ask you all because I have found. Um, I remember a very strong association I had when I was younger around gay was um, intelligence, which actually recently we covered that in queer events. There was some cor high correlation with performance. <laughs> Um, in our category versus other humans. Really big brain. It's really great. <laughs> but I was going to ask you all, you know, we, as we celebrate Pride, we kind of talked about celebrating this aspect of who we are. Um, why do you think that queer peoples have been creative or known for that creativity or that boundary breaking? What is it about our journey and that sort of self-reflection on our peoples that might be highly associated with creatives? I think it's expressing yourself just getting out there and being authentic to you and yeah. who you are and whether that's through drag or 
being an artist in painting or whatever it happens to be, I think that's kind of where it starts. If you look at even kids of today that are kind of coming up and coming out, they're coming out in a whole different environment than like what I came out in. They can be more honest with themselves and you see, you know, people experimenting with different clothing and fashion mm -hmm. and things in art were and typically, yeah, yeah. And it's things like that, that I think is so beautiful about just creativity in general. And I think that's what really helps to inspire and that's what we need to cultivate yeah i think for me my creativity really came from feeling different growing up like in my closet experience i sat there and i was like i don't feel like one and the same i don't feel like you're little gi joe i don't feel like you know you're american girl doll i feel different and that self-expression i wanted to align with feeling different mm -hmm. i thought more outside of the box because i felt like i was outside of the box right sure. and that open-minded set kind to just really just naturally streamline creativity to me so I was like I feel different so that means I want to dress different I feel different so that means I want to act a little different mm -hmm. all of these created channels for creativity to flow in and I think about it especially like in the history of the gay community when we had to really fight and be outward about expressing ourselves as a statement in society to move the pendulum forward for ourselves sure. We had to be creative in the bold gestures we made against society. Yep. It took a lot of mustering up new ideas in order to fight for ourselves, in order to fight for a home within our community. It was, an, it was important and special. And I think that just brought creativity naturally. Yeah, I think I love the comment you made about um, about sort of being young and sort of feeling maybe I'm different, right? Mm -hmm. And then that sort of, if I'm different here, what about these other lines in society, right? What about the religion line? What about the uh, project line? You know, like we're gonna run a project like this. Well, what if we ran it this way? Or what if we ran yeah. it this way? What if I took a bold move in my architectural design or my engineering concept? Absolutely. A lot of times it's not even creativity just in the arts, right? Sure. It can be creativity just in the way that we do or perform yeah. the task or the way that we approach a, a colleague. And I have noticed that the queer community, we tend to have been already breakers of boundaries in other places. And so we're like, hey, if I'm doing that, why don't I just throw together a little YouTube. Why don't I just try this different design or this coffee shop or whatever? Yeah, I don't need to buy that at West Elm or Home Goods. I can make it and I can make it more personalized and I can make it better and for a smaller dollar amount. Yeah, right? Save the coins. Save the coins. <laughs> Save the money. And you know, I think the stereotype too of us of gay people have been, you know, if you're gay and you're creative, then you're going to be a florist or you're going to be, you know, a designer or you're going to be this. And we're so far beyond just those stereotypes mm -hmm. as well, like you mentioned with yeah. architecture and anything else. We can we don't have to just stay within that box. Yeah. And I also, you know, I'm 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 a biomedical engineer by studying, like totally like finance, math. And then you've got like, hey, let's go be creative in other areas, right? So doing the show or whatever. I think that we have an opportunity a lot of times to do a lot more than we think. Sure. We had a long life. Sure. <laughs> yeah. We do. yeah. We're not going to put a timeline on that. Life. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I'm, so I'm going to ask you this. So as we become more of a part of the tapestry of humanity, meaning, right? So it's you. If you think about it, if you're out in one of those countries, unfortunately, in in the world that don't have a lot of rights they're still very much fighting, right? And there's still a lot of oppression that sort of breeds some creativity. Sure. But here, 
in the States were increasingly becoming a part of sort of like, you know, coming of age and college experiences and you're not as oppressed. Not that you're not oppressed at all. Um, do you think there's risks about us losing some of this creative aspect to who we are? What a great question. Risk and losing the creative aspect of who we are. Yeah. Do I think we are going to lose the creative aspect of who we are? I don't know. I think only time will tell, but I think as we move forward, we are going to widen the lines of it being the queer community is a creative community. I think the progression within our country specifically is going to allow many more communities to be more, much more expressive. I can see it in younger generations as of right now, like little straight boys are starting to paint their nails and starting to dye their hair different colors. And for a long time, there was such gay stigmas associated right. with that, but now we are allowing this level of creativity and self-expression to be about what freedoms do we possess moment to moment and day to day, right? Sure. Now straight men luckily are in a place many times within metro areas to the point where they're not questioned about their masculinity if they're expressing themselves mm -hmm. outside of the normal gender box, right? So I don't think there's risk in us losing it. I think if anything, we're fostering the ability for a larger amount of the world's community to be open in their levels of expression. Yeah, thoughts, Jimmy? Definitely, I mean, I could even say within the crafting community, I know a lot of guys that are straight guys that are also crafters or create. And if you even look at like television shows that are on you know, HGTV or other kind of design oriented shows, not everybody that's on those shows are gay. Not yeah. everybody on them are straight either. So you can certainly still have creativity in your life regardless. But I agree with what you're saying. I think if anything, we're cultivating now just a creativity and a self-expression that I think is really beautiful. Yeah, almost un unprecedented. Yeah. I know when I talk to my daughters that are my youngest, actually, especially, right, we talked about the number like 20% of that generation may identify somewhere in the queer community, uh, bisexual still being the largest letter. Um, but at a very young age, they're starting as a collective to be like, well, who am I? What do I identify as? Which I can't imagine the pressure. People are even being potentially like, well, am I a letter? You know, like, right. but they're actually able to ask these questions so young. So I kind of wonder if it's going to be like actually more creative and actually become part of something that most people are kind of asking questions about mm -hmm. themselves earlier in a good way, in the idea of Absolutely. fostering self-awareness, self-development, and then the confidence that, I mean, to be creative, you kind of have to be confident and stand out there, create something and just put it out there. Oh, for to have bold self-expression sure. comes with confidence a thousand percent. To be even um, confident enough to go into a creative career, we in American society don't support creative careers nearly as much as ones that are backed by logistics or stable financial incomes. And we are now, I would say, supporting creative careers so much more. Social media has made that a very desirable career for many young people growing up, even myself, even for you, you know, sure. we want to be creative in our day to day and feel fulfilled in our profession that's going to bring us an income. I know I do. So I really think this progression and creativity is stepping way outside the bounds of the queer world, which is so beautiful. You know, I think back to what you just said of like, you know, if you were gay, you were either like the neighborhood florist or you were like a wedding planner or, hair you know, stylist, or a hairstylist. Right? And our queer community is stepping far outside of that. Mm -hmm. There's a damn queer lumberjack on TikTok that's huge. You know, it's just. And he's wonderful. And he's hot. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's great. Yeah. And he pretty. Well, I am so excited. If I am so excited about this birth of creativity, meaning the continued evolution of it, um, the continued availability of channels where we can take someone's bright creativity, put it onto mm-hmm. a YouTube mm-hmm. and bring together a whole community um, that, that, that benefits from that. And I think there'll only be more. Only more, baby. Let's <laughs> spread the creativity across Definitely. the world. ling dingling. I think someone called for Dr. Dose. Hey doll, so it's Dr. Dose. As usual, this segment is sponsored by Atlanta Pride. Much more than just a parade, um, Atlanta Pride is dedicated to gender diversity and equality here in the city. Look them up at atlantapride.org. Uh, our Dr. Dose is today is going to be Jakey Yes, Boo. dolls, as always, you know this is your favorite segment where you call in, you are preaching to us with a need for advice, and we prescribe you the advice needed. Today's caller, let's give it a listen. Hi, dolls. I'm calling because I'm a proud gay man, but I have a really unpopular aesthetic opinion. I don't really like rainbows. <laughs> What's your take on how I can still show representation during Pride? Thank you, babe. What an interesting thing. I actually yeah. relate heavily, heavily to this because I'm like such a fan of black and white and I love very like earth tone colors. So when it comes to representing at Pride, I'm like, yeah, I need like to show my faggotry, but like, can I still keep my own self-expression? We ready to wear, wear the colors? Yeah, I know. What do you guys um, think? I think for me personally, Pride extends way past just June Yeah, and wearing a rainbow. I think if I'm a upstanding citizen, if I'm a good person, but I'm authentic to who I am, gay is one part of me. Gay is not 100% of me. And I just kind of try to live my authentic truth. If I wear a rainbow during June, sometimes it's, you know, because of pride and because of the month coming up. But then sometimes I'll wear it in October as well because I've got a really cute hoodie or scarf that happens to have a rainbow or something on it. There's a lot of fashion now that are, are like shirts like you're wearing, but they may be a rainbow brand or something and they've got just a very small kind of rainbow striping or something. That, like low cut line. That's Absolutely. So masculine. You could just wear that and they'd know you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> or just like a really low cut. They'll probably know you're gay if you're wearing that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they may not. I just, I have this like mix on it because I feel like this is one of those things where it's generational. I feel like Older gays had to fight so hard to be seen because there were a few. Mm-hmm. Remember the numbers again, right? It's like 2.5% of boomers, 4.5% of um, Gen X, right? In the tens for like each generation has gotten more visible, number. right? So when you were one of the few, this was an important thing to just be like, hey, you know, across Gen the room. And I do have aspects where I feel sometimes like we blend in so much or we can yeah. because there's so much. There's also the whole thing with gay men specifically having that anti um like i don't want to look gay because i don't want to look feminine i want to be like bro like and fit in with all the other guys Mm -hmm. right because i think that's hot and i'm attracted to masculinity so let me just almost like you know like hide the rainbow in me and i feel like um that does a disservice to everyone so i'm in this weird place where i actually go out of my way i have like my bright pink shorts that i'll wear as a dad (laughs) and i'm like literally in the suburbs like i'm not wearing this girls let's go who wears bright pink yeah who wears bright pink get in the suburbs 
band, you know, me. So it's 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 like still being or wearing something that's obviously like I'm getting out at the gas station in Podunk, you know, Georgia, and people like that is a homo. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, like I I want you to see that we're out here because if I wore the straight garb, right, and had nothing identifying on me. That opportunity is missed. So I see. So I see what straight you. Carb. Is this is not straight car? <laughs> I definitely see what you more mean. You, yeah, you, yeah. I think for me, I almost think about like we are at a point in our progression where I think we need to be able to display our integration into every community seamlessly, and we need to show the many facets of what it means to be gay living in our day to day. I agree. I love the indication of saying I am a part of a bigger community and I am a part of this community, but I also think. That there's a level of maybe losing individuality Agreed. and the cross section of individuality and community is a very balanced line, right? Because you want to belong to community, but you want to be yourself. So caller, I think like you said, Jamie, I think there is nothing you can do wrong by being yourself, your most authentic self mm-hmm. and still having a presence and a purpose at pride. No matter what you wear, I think as long as you are active in the community, you show up, you are there as your own gay self, I think you are being prideful enough. And I think that is a beautiful wrap on today's Dr. Dose. Thank you for calling in. Green light, red light, pow, it's gays that play. Dolls, welcome back to your favorite segment, Gays That Play. This edition is actually your gay shopping network. I'm just <laughs> We are going to go through with Jamie a little DIY show and tell. Jamie, I want you to take us through some of the projects that you've shown on your channel and how you source them. Sure. So my whole kind of shtick is I'm the crafty DIY guy and basically what that involves is it it actually started with me going to Dollar Tree and thrift stores and finding objects or finding things and going hmm I could make that or I could turn this into that and then it kind of morphed into going into like a store like a pottery barn or a restoration hardware and going wow I love that globe that's made of bronze but they want $60 for it and I can make that out of $2 so that's kind of where my process is and kind of how I do it. And he's thrifty with it. Definitely thrifty. He's like, I'm not spending much money on this, and I am not going to Hobby Lobby. I will spend money on things like (laughs) shoes, but yes, this episode is not sponsored by Hobby Hobby Lobby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the first thing I'll show you is the globe that I mentioned. And you know, if you think about like, if you go into a store, store. yeah, if you go into a store like Home Goods or West Elm or somewhere, they've got these little orbs and decorations objects and this is actually made of cardboard Uh, my parents got me a set of cookware for Christmas and it came with these cardboard rings that were separating the pots and pans and I didn't even glue it together so you could actually see it literally is and then you just painted that baby with cute metallic yes squished them all in there and then maybe I can get it back maybe I can't I got got it because I made it (laughs) but uh, yeah that's how it uh, came together beautiful love that one then this is kind of a candle holder well, a little tea light holder, and it's it's metal as well. This was a metal garden flower that actually oh, started wow. off like that, and it was flat on the wall. 
Yeah. It was pink. You can kind of see some pink. Yeah. yeah but when yeah. I was picking it up, I was thinking, okay, that could be pretty. And then I was like, oh, what if we did this? And then I started bending it while I was in the store, which meant I had to buy it. Uh -huh. And I found these rounded candle holders and they were copper. So I thought, okay, I could spray paint this copper and kind of create a thing. And it just looks, you know, kind it of cool so sitting cool. on an accent table. If you bend something. it, you buy it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. right. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and then, would live for this. <laughs> I like to um, play around with paint yeah, and artwork. Yeah, yeah. And so, like with this particular piece, uh, this is part of a series that I created with some just pouring paints. This is just a pouring. And how do you do these? Because these are beautiful, and you have a couple so others here. I'll pull out. This is a. This is called acrylic pours. It's it's so easy to do. Anybody can do this. This is a wood canvas. I picked these up online and ended up just using those. You could literally go and buy an old canvas painting in the like Goodwill or at like Lost and Found thrift store or somewhere like that and do this same treatment on top of the existing artwork without even having to change out the Sustainability, canvas. Sustainability, baby. Absolutely, upcycle. absolutely. Upcycle, reuse. So I call these the four seasons. One represents winter, spring, summer, and fall. And it was just something that I wanted in my living room and kind of something I played around with. But And you could do these on larger, right? You could Absolutely. do a larger piece. I have one and how did you actually fireplace. learn what to do? Because like this looks beautiful, but I feel like I would wind up with like a, a just sketch disaster. This looks like um, <laughs> semester three of trigonometry to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how did you do it? Hard. Is it it's like what hard. would you what would you search if you had? Or would you, so what? Go is there into, an episode they can watch on your show? There is. There's several episodes. Um, I did a collaboration with Artessa, and they provided the paints and the canvases and everything. But basically, there's a paint that you could buy at any kind of craft store and it's a it's called an acrylic pour and what's so great about it is it has a chemical that's already kind of treated with the paint so if you take regular paint and put pour it all together it will mix the colors will mix but this chemical in pouring acrylics prevents it from mixing together and you get so separation. you literally take a solo cup like a red solo yeah. cup you squirt five or six or 12 or 25 different colors into the solo cup you hold your blank canvas like this you take the solo cup and do like this and then Lift. Shift it, jiggle it, shake it, pop it. Lift it, and then pop it. The paint will start to puddle, and then you just kind of start oh, wow. doing things like this. Okay. So that's why, why like that's this one is very line. lines. Line do waste. But wow. then some of these are a little more because this one I was kind of you know given this one a little, little extra more shimmy. jiggy, Rock. little shimmy. Yeah, you so, more shake it out. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Awesome. And then, Love um, these. You know, you can take like very basic things from Target. Right. This, these were 50 cents. This plate is 50 cents from Target. This bowl was 50 cents. And you can take a really strong glue, glue this on top of here, spray paint it all one color, and it creates a really cool tiered tray. Or it could be like something for your centerpiece. You could whatever, put food on it. Yeah, as long yeah, as you yeah. had it, you know, with the clementines. paint. And that and is see how perfect that is. <laughs> yeah, amazing. But, but that's then, true, though. With it just, And then you can paint it, do whatever color you want. Yeah. yeah. Or you could take it a step further and do something like this, where you've got a very heavy base bowl. Again, I've taken a plastic bowl and put it on top of here, but then I melted candle wax and smell it. Oh, that smells it like... It smells good. See? An afternoon delight. Exactly. Wow. 
and you've got a great kind of something for your coffee table or a great accent piece when you're decorating at home. And then, I mean, it's even silly things like this, you know, these, these kind of, um, tassel beaded tassel things are so popular and they're so expensive when you go into like a Kirkland's or somewhere like that. And this was $6 worth of beads and some citrine beads that were already drilled. I strung them, I tied a tassel and... And the beautiful thing is that that you make it exactly what you want it to look like. You have like creative control. You're not buying something where you're like, oh, I like really love the beading, but then this gets a little weird. And then this is just like, what? No, it's all exactly what you want to make. Yeah. And, and, you know, citrines have a lot of nice properties for healing and different things. So there's all kinds of fun. Overall, it's an aspect of like personal fulfillment you get out of doing these projects where you can kind of say, hey, I want to redo this part of my house or this corner or this nook. You can get extremely creative. You get the, I'm going to call it the mental health joy. Sort of really, right? It it can be very cathartic to start and end a project. You can have a sense of pride about yourself. You could say working physically has known therapeutic properties to it. So it's all, it's all healthy things and it's all for an affordable price. And a lot of these are repurposed, which is so sustainable. And I love that. I had an acting coach that talked about sustainability. And he would say that when you are working as an actor, which I also do, you are, you know, creatively fulfilled when you're on set and you've got to rethink your kind of state of mind with that kind of things because unfortunately we're not all on set at the same time you have a different look than i do you have a different look than i do so that's going to skew a little bit but my coach said to find something that fulfills you and still gives you that creative outlet and so that's kind of also why I started doing this. Yeah, and you know, I think for so many of our viewers out there who aren't necessarily in a big city with lots of stuff to do, you know, you're in the burbs, you're in a smaller city, these are great things you can do to be super creative, get great mental health. Even if you are in the burbs of the city, it is an interesting time post-COVID where people want to find things that bring them joy, and this is a great way to do that. Sure. Dolls everywhere unite. It's the call to Kiki. All right, dolls, this is the call to Kiki, and this is brought to you by Atlanta Black Pride. Atlanta Black Pride is more than just um, a central piece to celebrating black and gay and that unique intersection. They welcome all the community to join them. Check them out at atlantablackpride.org. And dolls, it's time to answer your phone for call to Kiki, okay? So answer that phone. Pick it up. It is time for you to get together with your dolls and find something creative to do together. That could be a little workshop. You guys could get together on a Saturday and craft with one another, find something that can build maybe a little cathartic and purpose fulfillment led project for you guys, you and your dolls, foster creativity together with one another. If you need any ideas, we have Senor Jamie right here (laughs) and his amazing channel, the crafty DIY guy, if you need any fun projects to resort to. So please check him out, get with your dolls and get creative. Yes. And we, um, we would encourage you to do that if you want with a pride twist, um, Thank you so much for being with us, Jamie. Of course. This has been so great. I learned so much. Yeah. (laughs) And we remind you, dolls, um, A, have a great time with pride. Celebrate it. Enjoy all the beautiful things about being creative. Um, Remember to love yourself, to love others, and don't forget to smile. Bye, dolls. Bye, dolls. Bye, guys.